0: Come on this now, we joined on the line by Nadir Token, analyst at 274 Investment Managers. Good morning to you, Nadir. The close link between listed property and bonds? Yeah, good morning, Bongi, and good morning to your listeners. um Yeah, you know, Bongi, I think uh, listed property is primarily – it attracts two types of investors. It attracts uh, those investors looking for some degree of capital appreciation, but then it also attracts a lot of investors who are looking for a strong income bias, and, you know, the reason for that is that uh, the majority of listed property counters on the JSC are structured as REITs, meaning that uh, all income after expenses is essentially distributed to shareholders, and that's why we see those stocks, uh, you know, on, on, on very good dividend yields, you know, in the region of uh, somewhere, depending on the company, but in the region of between uh, sort of 8 and 15%. So, um, you know, it, it, it is seen as a substitute to bonds because, as we know, bonds are also a, a, a big asset class for income investors. And, uh, you know, as a result, when we see bond yields coming down, as we have over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, we start to see a big substitution into listed property or we start to see yields on listed property also coming down, meaning that prices are going up. So, uh, you know, I think the, 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 the reason uh, our listed property market has been so volatile over the last couple of months is because our bond market has been so volatile. And, uh, you know, we all know we've got the ratings downgrade looming over the bond market. Um, you know, we've got our twin deficits of a current account deficit as well as the budget deficits. And these are causing, this is causing significant volatility in the bond market. And as a result, the listed property market is suffering on the back of this as well, and uh, you know, we see a very, that very close relationship coming through, particularly over the last four to five weeks, where we've seen a very strong recovery in the bond market, and uh, the listed property market has followed suit. So, you know, I think uh, the, the, yes, there is, is a specific idiosyncrasies which are very co- which the property market is very correlated to. Obviously, the state of the economy, and uh, you know, vacancy rates on these underlying property portfolios, and you know, whether these vacancy rates can come down, and whether property prices are going up or down. But, in fact, property prices going up or down are also, in fact, very correlated to interest rates because a higher interest rate environment is not conducive to increasing property prices. And, sure. uh, you know, a lower interest rate, most de- interest rate environment most definitely is. So there is this very close relationship between interest rates, bond yields, and the property market. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it is a relationship to watch in terms of determining how much listed property exposure you want to have. European PMI numbers coming out today. What can we expect? Yeah, well, Bondi. That actually came out yesterday, and the picture they told is that uh, you know the eurozone economy actually expanded at the slowest rates it has uh, since the final three months of uh, 2014. So you know, although the PMI numbers were well into expansion territory at 53.1 index points, they slightly disappointed the market because the market was expecting uh, you know in the region of 53.7 index points, and we all remember that uh, the 50 point level is the is, is the is the separation point between expansion and contraction when it comes to PMI. So, you know, the, the, the Eurozone economy seems to really be battling to get inflation going. Um, you know, we saw prices once again contracting by 0.1% on an annual basis in March. And, uh, you know, as a result, companies are continuously needing to cut their output prices because their input prices are coming down. And, you know, this is, not re- this is really not great for, for, for their margins. And, uh, you know, I suppose the one bright spark, um, you know, that was reported from the, 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 the Statistics Bureau of the European Union yesterday was that retail sales expanded for the fourth consecutive month. So, you know, the, retail, the, the, the retailer seems to be buoying the European economy as it has through much of the mild recovery since 2013. So I think, uh, you know, the ECB continues to face the uphill battle of trying to get inflation up to and around the 2% mark. Um, you know, and, 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 and once they, 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 they do that, um, you know, we should see Unemployment, the unemployment rate falling and that's the only time we're going to see a sustained and long economic recovery um, in the Eurozone. But for the time being uh, the, you know, the economy is still expanding, although it's a very, very sluggish pace. And uh, you know, as South African investors, we really care about this because as we know, Europe is our biggest trading partner and uh, you know, if Europe is going through a very difficult time, they're going to be demanding less of our exports such as platinum for their car manufacturing, um, you know, or other minerals such as coal or or iron ore, um, in for industrial production in the region. So it's fairly critical to South Africa that Eurozone economic growth gets going again, and that will undoubtedly assist in our current account deficit remedial.